Welcome to the ministry of Barefoot Church. I'm Clay Neesmith, the pastor here at Barefoot Church. And man, we hope what you experience here today uh, will encourage you, motivate you, and inspire you in a great, great way. Today, I'm going to talk to you about freedom. Does anybody want to be free in this place today? Free in your finances, free in your relationships, free in the ministry, free to run and be and do whatever God wants you to do. Amen. And I was in a place when I first came to this church, y'all have heard me talk about it. I didn't feel free. I was stuck, man. I come up in this church and, and I was mad, frustrated, mad at people. I ain't like people, Cole. Get on my nerves. People can be mean. I had some church hurt going on. Any, any of y'all ever experienced church hurt? Church hurt is some of the worst hurt, amen? Because you don't expect it. But there's some mean people up in church. There's some mean people up in here right now. Just keep looking at me. Just mean. <laughs> I was mad. Come up in here and here comes Hugger Bob. <laughs> Y'all met Hugger Bob yet? Dude's awesome. But I didn't think it at the first. You're touching my wife. <laughs> Grabbing my wife. I'll break your nose. Don't touch my wife without my permission. I don't know you. And don't come up talking to us and look at her the whole time and not recognize me. That's just rude. I know she's fine, but look at me too. You ever, ever happen to you talking to my wife? I'm, I'm, you, I know your muscles all popping out, you know, to send her, hey, Tiffany, how you doing? Yeah, look at me, man. It's rude. I will cut you. I'll throw something at you if I can't beat you up. Amen. Somebody shout freedom. freedom. In the Bible, in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, and it says, about midnight. You know, God does things at midnight. Have you ever been woke up in the middle of the night? Because you're in your 40s and you got to go pee? <laughs> like Pastor Clay talked about last week. I was like, amen, brother. Amen. Every night. I don't know why. Can I get a night off from having to pee? Y'all thought I was nervous. If you were sitting over here, I walked in and out like three times. It's just because I got to pee so much no more. I'm in my 40s. You just got to go. But in the midnight, and then you get up, and then you got things running through your mind, and you just can't get it off of your mind. You just can't get it off of your mind, and you start to pray about it, man. There's something that happens when we pray, amen? And the Bible says that Paul and Silas, they were praying and singing hymns to God. You know your prayer life is the most powerful thing that you've got, baby? I know it's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing to live a sanctified life and be perfect and float around on a cloud. And it, it's almost like a guy with big muscles, you know? He kind of scares people off but when you pray you run the enemy off you don't just scare them can i get an amen because when you pray you call on a power that's stronger than you when you pray you're calling on your daddy when you pray you're calling on powers that are way powerful than anything in this world can i get an amen in this place today and the prisoners were listening to them can i tell you that people are going to be set free by listening to you when god sets you free you're going to set other people free amen and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Somebody say boom. It sounds better when everybody does it. Everybody say boom. Boom. When there's an earthquake, things start to shake. Amen. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Father, we ask for freedom in this place today, Father. 
Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory and on all the honor. You are absolutely awesome up in here. We give you all the majesty, Father. In Jesus' name, all my brothers and sisters said, yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm the student pastor here at Barefoot Church, and we need your help. They gave me the mic, so I'm going to plug student ministries. Amen. If you like students, we are looking for extra help. Somebody say extra help. We got some good help, but we need some extra help. If you can get here early on Wednesday nights and help us with students, some of y'all been coming to me saying, Anthony, when they going to let you preach again? When they going to let you preach again? They let me preach every Wednesday night here. It's funny when you're not on the big stage, nobody pays attention to you. Amen. I'm out there in the parking lot. Y'all don't treat me the same when I'm out there in the middle of the road as you do in here. What's going on? But they uh, have a student minute. We have student ministries here every Wednesday night. If you like students, if you want to work with students. Now, if you hate students, it ain't the calling for you. Amen. But if you like students, we need your help on Wednesday night. Don't just show up because we got to do a background check and make sure you ain't weird. We don't let just anybody around our kids. Amen. But we need you. If you like crazy stuff, I'm getting old, y'all. I need help. I need, I need help. I can talk, but I, I need help on how to do this thing. Somebody say, do this thing. And then I also need help on the parking team. Everybody gets quiet when I say parking team. For some reason, when I mention the parking team, people are like, you know, I'll come and help. Like the first day out there, I'll come and help. But I feel like I'm called to do greater things than parking. (laughs) What's wrong, man? You don't want to flag cars into the parking lot? Hallelujah. It's the high calling. But have you ever felt stuck before? Stuck from something you did, stuck from something someone did to you, or just stuck from from a situation that you didn't even ask to happen to you. Have you ever been there before? Immobilized, frozen, not like the cartoon Frozen. Let it go. Not like that, but frozen, stuck. You You can't move forward in what you're called to do, disabled, unable to run and to be and to do everything that God's called you to do. Almost feel like a lion trapped up in a cage. Have you ever been there before? Like you just can't move and do everything that God wants you to do. And in our text today, this is where we find Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were walking through this city and there was this woman that kept coming up behind them saying, oh, here's the, these mighty men of God and oh, they, they can bring salvation. Have you ever had somebody compliment you, but in a disrespectful way? Ooh, she was dishonoring them. She was saying the truth. But she was almost kind of threatening them. Have you ever had threats in your life? Did they refill my? Yeah, they refilled. All right. First service, we got a little wet in here. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever had somebody threaten you before? And it might be a little threat. Just something little. Have you ever had a situation threaten you before? Huh? You didn't plan on getting wet today, did you? No. Have you ever had somebody threaten you before? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Something that's going to come at you that you didn't expect. All of a sudden, you're, you're being threatened. Have, have you ever had someone threaten you before? I know, I know I was in school. I always had bullies. I don't know. I, I guess I had a big sign on my forehead. Bully me. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm goofy. I don't know. I'm an easy target. But have you ever felt threatened before? Is there anybody in here that wants to get wet this morning? You don't mind to, you don't mind to get wet. I need some adults. Come on up. Come on up. Come on Another adult that wants to get wet. Come on up here, buddy. Come on. All right, give them a hand. There are some brave souls in the house this morning. Just stand right over here. 
Just stand right over here. But you're being threatened. And this thing's just, it's taunting you. And it's, it's just coming at you. You know, this, this bill that just keeps coming up. That you think you've got it taken care of. And it, it, oh, we got extra interest on top of your interest that you got interest for. We got interest on top of that interest. And guess what? Your bill is still not completely paid off because you had interest. And you signed something that you didn't read. And now we got you. And it's threatening you. Have you ever been there before? And they're threatening you. See, sometimes the threat is worse than the actual thing that's about to hit you. Are you okay? Okay. I <laughs> starting to sweat, man. I ain't never seen nobody. I ain't never seen nobody sweat over this right here. <laughs> you scared? <laughs> you scared? <laughs> and it's threatening you. And it's not fun. Everybody's looking at you. Oh, look at him. He's being threatened. But then, oh, here it comes. You ready? But sometimes, even if you need to understand that, even if it hits you, I thought I was going to squirt you, didn't Even if it hits you, you're going to be okay. Because I've come to learn that to live as Christ Christ and to die as gain, baby. So what's the worst? You're going to kill me? Okay, I'll go be with Jesus. And I'll be happy. Won't be having to mess with you no more. And it's threatening you. But you know what? If even if it, I'm gonna squirt you right now, okay? Man, you started really sweating. Now. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, is it gonna work? See, the threat don't even work. <laughs> Let's see if we can get this thing work. Oh, here we go. You ready? And it hits you. <laughs> He's still alive. Yes. He's still standing. Say, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. All right, you can have a seat, man. You can have a seat. Stay right here. And that's a, that's a little threat. And it's okay, man. They can come and take the car. Just don't sign for an expensive car no more that you can't afford. It's okay. You're still going to make it. Tell a person, you're still going to make it. But then there's some real threats. Yeah. Then there's some threats that look like they're really going to hurt. Oh, you're going to divorce me? Okay. And they serve you divorce papers. Oh, you're going you're gonna to walk out on me? And it looks, and, 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 and the threat, the people that threat you will turn around and look to see if you're still standing. But can I tell you, no matter how big the gun is, oh, he's brave. <laughs> he's brave. No matter how big it looks, you're still going to make it, baby. Tell the person, I'm still going to make it. No matter come hell or high water, no matter what comes against me, I got the blood of Jesus flowing through my veins. I'm going to make it. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care how scary it is. I'm going to make it, baby, because I've got Jesus on my side. It may not always look like it. It may not always feel like it, but I know who my daddy is, baby, and I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen up in this place today? And here it comes. Oh, boy. This is the day. They've been sending me those letters. Now here it is. And I'm about to be evicted. Oh, here's the day. They're about to, she's been telling me she's going to leave me. Now here comes the papers. Oh, here's the day. I saw this kid that wouldn't mind me. Now I have to go visit him in jail. And I taught him what was right. I trained up a child in the way that he should go. And here I got to go down here and visit this joker that knows better. 
Oh, here comes my huddly, cuddly, cutely little baby home drunk at midnight because he's been out with his buddies. And it hits you. It hits you. You ready? You sure? <laughs> here it comes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't pumped. It wasn't pumped. Sorry. I got to hurry. Here we go. It's grace. But sometimes, even in grace, you get soaked. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, everybody give him a hand. Sometimes your grace is walking it out even with the mess all over you. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I may not even look like you. I may not walk like you. I may not talk like you. I may be a little dysfunctional, but guess what? I'm going to be okay. And that thing that's been threatening you, sometimes you just got to get mad enough and stand up to it. Sometimes you just got to say enough, enough. I'm going to get myself out of this situation. And sometimes you just got to be a man about it or a woman about it and stand up on your own two feet and get mad, baby. I used to play football. And I was kind of corny. I ran with my thumbs up like this. <laughs> not, I don't know why they didn't throw me the ball. I could catch, but I just look goofy, you know. <laughs> Would you throw me the ball? No. <laughs> my mom used to tell me, boy, you need to get mad. You need to get mad. Somebody say, get mad. Get mad. The Bible says to be angry and sin not. You need to get mad about this thing that's hit you. Not this man be pan. I ain't going to hit you this time. I hit her first service. Not this man be pan, be weak Christian. Like, stop it. Sorry, I don't know you. <laughs> Just stop it. Something has creeped up into our students, into our kids today. I think because our parents, they, we had lead-based paint, man. You know. <laughs> Come home when the streetlights are on. They didn't know what I was doing. I had a scar. I had 362 stitches before I was 10. Yeah, see, these kids don't know what that is. You need some stitches. You need to be hit with some stuff. But this thing that's creeped up into our student, like, stop it. Stop it. You need to be a man. Find a man around you or a boy and look at him and say, be a man. Be a man. It's time for you to Put your pants on like a man. Walk like a man. Walk this way. Talk this way. Be a man. We were coming through Conway and we had a long trip. I forget where we were coming from. And Tiffany and I were just kind of getting kind of on edge. Kids will get you on edge. Woo! I married the love of my life and we can just get on each other's edge sometimes. And, and I did something wrong. I don't know. I turned the wrong way. You know, man, we drive perfect, right? Yeah, we drive perfect. And she was mad at me, and I was getting frustrated. And she had to get Luke because she had to help Luke go into the bathroom. And, and we're sitting in the car at Bojangles. And we're sitting there. Noah's in the back seat, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, man, I'm sitting there. Noah could tell I was frustrated. I was, man, I was grabbing the steering wheel. I was, man. He said, Daddy, you a man. He's five years old. He could tell I needed to hear this. He said, Daddy, you a man. He said, I'm a little boy. Mommy's mommy, you know. She cooks and stays at home with us. But you a man, Daddy. You a man. You need to be a man. Or a woman. Amen? 
Just because you're a woman don't mean you can go get you a big, bad motor scooter and go up, drive up and down 17. Keep me up all night. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Be a man. You need to get mad. And, And Paul, finally, the Bible says that she was getting on his nerves. Have you ever had somebody just get on your nerves? And you know, sometimes it ain't them. It's the spirit that's in them. Because the Bible says that Paul was getting agitated with his spirit and he had had enough. Sometimes you just had enough. Enough. I don't care what we got to do. I don't care how much anointing oil you got to drink. We're going to get this thing out of you. We're going to dip you 27 times in the ocean. Come on down. Baptize you. Something's coming out today. And that's what Paul said. He said, it's got to come out. And he turned around and he cast the demon out of her and her owners. She was a slave, got mad because they weren't going to make money from that demon that was inside of her anymore. And they threw him in prison. And that's where we find Paul and Silas today. They had been stopped right in the middle of doing something great. Have you ever been trying to do something great for God and you get stopped? Oh, am I the only one? They put the brakes on. God allows the situation in your life to put the brakes on you and you have to wait. I can't stand to wait. I hate to wait. But sometimes in life you just got to wait. And the Bible says they were there waiting in prison. It's almost like going to food line. I went to food line the other day and I'm going to check out and there's the light was on. There was nobody there. It was a fictitious catch checkout line. They tricked me. You, you know, subliminally in, the, in your mind, you're not really trying to be mean, but you're in a hurry and you like see that other person get ready to get in line and you're like, oh, I'm the only one. Y'all dolls, perfect Christians, right? I got stuff to do. Don't look at them. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> and I'm standing there and there's no cashier. And he says, hey, I'll be right there. And so I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be patient. I stand there and I thought to myself, this is a lot like God sometimes. I'm standing here waiting. And I see other people checking out. Other people going on with their lives. Other people going on with their ministry. Other people going on in their marriage. Other people going on with their kids. Their kids can hit a fastball. My kid can't even walk straight. Other kids going on. Other people going on. Other things going on. And you feel like you're stuck. Sometimes God allows you to be stuck. And you might just be exactly where he wants you. Sometimes you think that you got yourself stuck. And he allowed you to get yourself stuck because you're exactly where he wants you. Even when it's your fault, God will make a way of escape. God will make a way. Somebody say, God will make a way. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has taken over you that you that is not common to man. It's common, man. Everybody gets stuck every now and then. Look at the person side and tell them it's common. It's common. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. There is a way to escape. There is a way out. And sometimes the way of escape is your own two feet. Sometimes God's looking at you and saying, boy, you got yourself in this mess. You can get out of it. Can I get an amen in the house? Come on up here with me, Jackson. Everybody give Jackson a hand this morning. If this boy ain't crazy, he's going to be an awesome blessing to students. If he ain't crazy, you ain't crazy, are you? A little bit. All right. Come up here. So up here today, we have wet cement and we have hard concrete. So today, Jackson 
is going to resemble what happens to you when you first step into something. Don't step into it yet because you might sink too far. See, in life, sometimes there's some situations that you got yourself into. You took it into your own hands and you took it. You got into the car. You got into the relationship. You knew that he wasn't the right man for you, but he's fine. You need to run. You knew that you weren't supposed to step into the room. You knew and you've, you've messed up and now you feel stuck. And sometimes it's not even something that you did. Recently, I just had some people really, 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 not in ministry, just my personal life, really hurt me, man. I'm talking about people that I love with all my heart, that I would die for, that I would give my right arm for. And I found myself in a place I was, I was just getting really, man, I was just mad, man. Have you ever been there before? Where you're just like, man, and you have to make a decision. Am I going to stay here or I'm going to get out of this? And you find yourself stuck. Go ahead and step on in, bro. And you find yourself stuck in this wet cement. And sometimes we as parents, even like with my boys, when they fall down, I'm like, boy, just get up. And sometimes that's what God is telling you to do. You need to get yourself out of this situation. Yes, I could come and pluck you right out of it. Yes, I could come and just get you right out of it. But you got yourself in this mess. All you've got to do is get out of it. But can I tell you, the longer that you stay in this situation, the longer that you sink and you stay in this situation, the harder it's going to get to get out of it. Can I get an amen in this house? The longer you stay in this addiction, it's going to be harder to get out of it. The longer you stay in this relationship, it's going to be harder to get out of it. The longer you stay in this environment, I know you're super Christian. I know you can walk up in the club and they're all bumping around you and you can just have halos floating around you and and be clown cloud nine. But eventually what's outside the ship, baby, is going to find a hole and that's going to get inside of you and cause your ship to sink. Can I get an amen in this house? You need to be careful of what you get around and you may start to sink and you find yourself stuck, man. I'm in this place of depression. I'm in this place of frustration. I'm in this place of addiction and I need to get out of this place. And you know that you can get out, but you've just got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you're the only one that's going to encourage yourself. Sometimes you're the only friend you got. Ooh, the longer I live, the smaller my circle gets, baby, because I'm starting to realize everybody loves you when you got a microphone in your hand. Everybody loves you when the spotlight's on you. Everybody loves you when you're encouraging them. But when you need a word of encouragement, whoo, that circle gets small, baby. Oh, it gets so small. And sometimes you have to encourage you. Can you play me some music this morning? Some. Turn it up. You. There you go. You just got to encourage yourself. Just get along with God right now. Close your eyes. You're looking at me. There you go. Just rock back and forth. You. There we go. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. He will help you and give you strength. And as you rock back and forth, rock, man. You start to loosen up a little bit. It may be sticky, but you start to loosen up. Loosen with it. Go. Keep going. Just keep worshiping. Keep rocking. Keep stepping. Keep rocking. Courage yourself in the Lord. Yeah.
Amen. Can I get an amen in this house? Grab a seat right there. Let it play. Have to encourage yourself. Driving down the road in your car with tears running down your face. Nobody knows why I'm hurting. Nobody knows what I'm going through. But he does. And he gives me, you can turn that off. He gives me the strength to keep going when nobody's around, when all hell's breaking loose in my life. Oh my, can I get an amen up in this place today? But sometimes, you still got a mess on your hand. Sometimes you're still a little messy. Do you still feel a little messy? Isn't Jackson doing a great job, y'all? Sometimes you feel a little messy and God will take that thing that's been threatening you, that hits you, that addiction that you allow in your life. But now you're free from that situation. And now he can take that thing and you can use it to clean up and help other people come out of a mess too. Can I get an amen? He can take that debt. He can take that debt. That debt. You ain't never heard nobody preach like this before. Eh? She's like, look at me. You boy, boy, crazy. You can take that thing that hit you, that debt that you was able to get out of and help someone else get out of debt and clean themselves up, baby. You can take that situation. You can take that hurt. I'm running out of water. You can take that hurt, that pain, that frustration, that sorrow, man, that disappointment. Man, people will disappoint you. Can I get an amen in there? And that disappointment. And you can take it and help people clean up. I'm going to get you clean. You can take it and get people clean. Help me, Jesus. And my Bible says that when you come out, that you, when you sit around the master, that a few days right before he went to the cross, we find him going and ministering to them. Can I get an amen? Amen. And I said, I wasn't going to touch no feet today, but I touched them in the first service. Sometimes you just got to get messy. Amen. Amen. Here, you can do the rest. (laughs) Your feet, your feet. There you go. There's a shower in the back. If you need. And the Bible says that Jesus came and he ministered to them. Can I tell you that when you, when you come out, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to step out of the boat. He's waiting on you to step out of that situation. He's waiting on you to step out. Everybody else wants to be funky. Everybody else wants to sit around and talk about people and talk about how it ain't going to work. Talk about, no, no, no. If you always hear no out of somebody, guess what that is? It ain't Jesus. Oh, I'm just being real. No, you're just being negative. You ever feel like they had a meeting about you? You walk in the room and you feel like there was a, there was a, the judge and the jury and the judgment and you weren't even able to be on trial. You walk in the room, they've already cast judgment on you and you're like, wait a second. I didn't even get to say my part of the story. Have you ever been there before? You walk up in the room and you feel like they've been talking about you. You ever been to a family reunion? <laughs> Am I the only one? You just want to walk up in the room and say, hey, hey, you like my shoes? Can I get an amen in this place today? And you, you got to come out. Somebody say you got to come out. 
There's always going to be something that you got to come out of in order to do great things in your life. There's always going to be battles. There's always going to be situations. But then there are going to be situations that you can't get out of by yourself. There's going to be hurt and there's going to be things that come against you that you can't get out of by yourself. You've been addicted for so long that you have gotten in a situation where it's like hard cement or hard concrete. Can I get an amen in here? You maybe have come back from war. It's Memorial Day and you've come back from war and you've got PTSD so bad that you go to the VA and they give you these pills and you take these pills and you begin to self-medicate yourself and self-medicate yourself and self-medicate yourself. You've been through so much heartache and disappointment. You've been through so much frustration. You've been through so much junk and you've been pushed to this point of depression. You've stayed in depression so long that you can't get out of it. There's nothing that you can do, man. There's nothing. There's nothing that you can do. I'm, I tried. I tried to get out of this, God. I'm, I'm going to get myself. I'm going to get myself out. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to let this thing. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to get out of debt. Oh. Anybody ever hear of hemorrhoids? Somebody say, TMI. I'm going to get myself out of this situation. I'm going to go to psychiatrists and therapists. There's nothing. Man, let me tell you something. Some of the greatest breakthroughs I've had in my personal life, in my spiritual life, in my marriage, in my family have been in a room with a counselor. Because she's telling her stuff that I've been telling her, but she listens to her. I don't know why. Thank you, Jesus, for counselors. But there's some situations that only Jesus can handle. There's some heartache, man. There's some things that come against you that only Jesus can get you out of. And you need Dr. Jesus. Somebody say you need Dr. Jesus. You need Jesus to help you out of this situation. Jackson, will you come up here and help me again? And let me tell you something. It's time to get free. Somebody say get free. Sometimes you need some real freedom, but the only way that you're going to experience freedom, the only way you're going to get through this thing, the only way you're going to come out of this mental situation, the only way that you're going to come out of this spiritual situation, the only way you're going to come out of this physical situation, the only way you're going to come out of this financial situation is through Jesus. Somebody say Jesus in this house. Somebody, sometimes you need the power of Jesus in your life. You need Jesus to come in and set you free. Am I the only one in this place? Am I the only one that's ever found myself stuck before? Am I the only one that's found myself unable to move before? Unable to go and be and do and, and grow and be free in what God wants me to be? Sometimes we need the power of Jesus in our lives. Can I get an amen in this house today? But can I tell you something? That if you don't call on him, he can have all the power in the world. But if you don't call on him, you're going to stay stuck in your situation. You need to call on the name of Jesus. And my Bible says that Paul and Silas were in a situation they couldn't get out of. They didn't ask for this. They didn't want this. They want to go around healing people and loving on people and telling them about Jesus. They've been beaten and put in shackles and tied up in a cell and they can't get out. 
And there's going to be times in life, baby, if you're here today and you're a teenager and you're young and you ain't went through nothing yet, there's going to be times when you're going to find yourself stuck in a situation. There's going to be days that mama didn't tell you about. Mama said there'd be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said she didn't tell me about this. I didn't sign up for this. I remember we had our first son and he's throwing up everywhere and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Diapers burning his butt. I didn't know diapers would burn your butt. There was a defect in the body. I call my mom. She says, I don't remember what I did. Mama didn't tell me about this one. I need Jesus to help me. I need some freedom in my life. I need some freedom music up in this mug. Does anybody ever need some freedom music in their life? Somebody say freedom. Freedom. Play that freedom song for us, man. Freedom. You ever been there before? Come on. You ain't never seen nobody get down with the jackhammer. Here it goes. Ready? You ready? Yeah. You ever need to break free in Jesus' name? And you went through enough heartache. You went through enough pain. That people acting crazy on your job. That mental situation that you can't get out of. That debt that you can't pay. Oh, they come and they spit on me and they hurt me. And I'm in a place of depression. And you break free in Jesus' name. You break free in Jesus' name. You break free in Jesus' name. Somebody shout freedom in this house today. I'm going to get free. My family's going to get free. The ministry's going to get free. I'm coming out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can cut that. Everybody keep standing. Keep standing. Keep standing. The Bible says that Jesus was walking with the disciples and there was this little boy that had a disability and they walked up to the little boy and they said, what did his parents do wrong? And this scripture really encourages me with the son with the disability because there's people probably looked at us and said, what, do you, what did you do wrong for your son to be like that? They don't say it with their words, but they say it with their actions. Let me tell you something. Society needs to love on people with disabilities more. Get out the way. Amen. Tell the person, get out the way. Make a way, man. Make a way. And the Bible says that they said, what did, what did the parents do wrong here? And Jesus said, it ain't nothing the parents did. It's for this moment right now. You've been going through the hell that you've been going through. You've been through the mess ups and the slip ups and the heartache and the failure and the frustration and the disappointment. Am I the only one in here? All my perfect people in the house. You live long enough, you're going to get hit with some stuff, man. And you're going to feel stuck sometimes. And that may be you here today. I got to believe in a room like this, there's some folks in here that feel stuck. 
look all nice on the outside. Look pretty on the outside. Yesterday I was sitting by the pool with the boys because Timmy had a Mary Kay party at the house. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> it's an expensive hobby right there. And I'm sitting there and, and these bunch of women came to the pool. There's about 15 of them. All their men probably went out on motorcycles. And they're all, every one of them had their phones going. <laughs> Please. Oh, gosh. I about laughed. I said, I better shut up. I might get lynched. These women are going to beat me to death with their purses. But all, every one of them's by the pool, you know. Look good on the outside, but on the inside. Stuck. Stuck. And it's all for this moment right now. This is a situation that only Jesus can handle. All over this room, I ask you to close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Anthony, I need Jesus to help me. I've never experienced his love before. And I want to get right with him today. And I want to come out of where I am. If that's you here today, would you throw your hand up all over this house? Amen. Throw your hand up. Throw your hand up in the air. Up in the air. Keep it up for a moment. It's a sign. Hey, I'm, I surrender to you, God. I surrender. I'm done with this life. I'm done with this addiction. I'm done with, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. There's been some things happened to me. I was abused as a child. Nobody knows. I've never talked to anybody about it. And I need to be freed from that. They hurt me. And I need to be free from that. If that's you here today, throw your hand up in the air. Ask them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. And I ask you to help me to be free today. Father, thank you for dying on that cross. God, thank you for sending Jesus To shed his blood so that I could be set free. A freedom that no one can give me, God, but only but you. And I thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, I'm saved. And everybody in the house, say amen. We hope you were encouraged, motivated, and inspired today by the message. And again, man, we believe in you. We believe great things for you. It's because of many people's faithful giving that we're able to go out around the world. If you choose to invest in Barefoot Church, just go on over to barefootchurch.com. You can give there. But go out, live your purpose, and be inspired in a great, great way.